The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with your host, Ty Maynard. We're the starting point for sales professionals and business owners who want to gain more clients, score higher margins, and not be left behind in sales and business. Now, here's Ty Maynard. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. I'm your host, Ty Maynard, and as we do every week, we're going to continue to bring you top-notch information to help you in your quest to be the best in sales, business, and life. And our topic today are the keys to a successful sales career. And we've talked about this before. A lot of people consider what they do as a job. And if it's a job to you, you're only concerned about it from 8 to 5, and then you forget about it until the next day or the next time you have to go to work. But if it's a career, you cannot just get away from it. That means you have to invest time after hours, on the weekends, in order to continually hone your skills to be the best that you can possibly be. So, again, today's topic is is the keys to a successful sales career. And what are your thoughts? Is it a job to you or is it a career? Is it If it's your profession, there are things that you have to do consistently. There are characteristics and personality traits that you need to embody or develop. So what I want to do first off is just start by talking about some of the uh, characteristics that the most successful salespeople embody. And there's a, a sales assessment that I do, my company does, as a matter of fact, and it measures for these things. So I want you to understand that as a sales professional or business professional, you have to ask yourself, do I, do I embody these characteristics and to what degree do I embody these? And I can also share with you that your employers are looking for you to have these traits. So if you don't, you do need to continue to hone them. And in order to keep your customers, you have to, and gain new customers and develop customer loyalty, you have to have these same traits as well. So we're going to talk about these personality traits for the first segment or so. And then we're going to, I want you to evaluate yourself as we talk about these. The first characteristic they've identified the most successful sales professionals have is a high energy level. That means that you are energetic throughout the day. And we've all gone through those periods where we feel tired, we feel um, lazy even, uh, we feel overwhelmed, we just don't have to get up and go. It seems like it, it got up and it went. But the most cons- consistently successful sales professionals have a high energy level. And there are certain things that I do and I know other people do and you have to come up with a formula that works best for you. But one of the things I do is I go to bed early. I'm normally in bed uh, by 10 o'clock, uh, 9.30 even. And, but I'm also up early. I'm up by 5 and I get more done than a lot of people, and you, as you read magazines and books of successful sales uh, salespeople and even entrepreneurs, billionaires even, you'll find that they get up early, but you also find that they go to bed early. That helps with the energy level because a lot of people try to burn the candle at both ends. They're going to bed extremely late, and they're trying to get up extremely early, and you can't do both. What will happen is what we call burnout. There's going to come a time where you're just not going to be as effective or functional. Or you'll find that after midday, you just, you just fizzle out. So get to bed early. Another thing is 
a really good diet. What is your diet like? Are you eating a lot of junk food, a lot of processed food? That stuff has a tendency to slow down your digestive process. It slows down your metabolism. It makes you feel listless and lifeless. So you have to have the proper diet. And then another thing is we have to get exercise. It's amazing how I can remember times in my career where I was looking at something that I needed to accomplish, and it just seemed so overwhelming. I didn't even know where to start. I'll never forget one time I received a bid. It was a big bid from a a huge opportunity. And as I looked at the bid, what they were asking for and the time frame they wanted me to accomplish it in seemed so daunting, seemed so overwhelming. I didn't even know where to start. So what I did was I went to the gym, and I got my, my, my blood flowing. I got oxygen to all parts of my body, especially to my brain, and it was an amazing thing when I finished my workout, and I went back and looked at the proposal. I looked at it with fresh eyes, and all of a sudden, ideas were just flowing to me, and I was able to jump on this proposal and accomplish some great things with it. Now, had I gone at it, when I felt bewildered, it would have taken me three or four times the amount of time to accomplish the same things I did when I took a break, went and worked out, and came back and looked at it. So one of the most important traits that the most consistently successful sales professionals have is a high energy level. And we just shared a couple of ways to handle that. One, get plenty of rest. Get the proper nutrition, two, and three, exercise. The another characteristics that I found and the assessment that I do identifies as one of the most successful characteristics for the consistently successful sales professional or business owner is the fact that they follow through. They do what they say they're going to do when they say they're going to do it. And I, I guess I have a, a, a pet peeve with that right now because I have a client. Well, really, I'm their client, and I've been their client now for 16, 17 years. And I had an issue. It's, it's, it's a pool care company. I've had an issue with some work that they did. I told them, I told the pool guy last week, uh, Wednesday a week ago, that I needed to talk to them because I was disappointed in some of their services. And he assured me that he would tell them when he got back to the office. And that was last week. And a week later, I still have not heard from them. I ended up calling today. Uh, They didn't answer. They haven't returned my call. So fortunately, I had the owner's number from another situation and I called him and he said he had no knowledge so I can tell you and I'll tell them later that this will be my last month on their service because the follow-up was so poor and even if they couldn't respond to me to my need quickly they should have at least returned around and responded to my request you know we did get your request uh, we understand that there's an issue uh, we, the owner's out of town and he'll be back next week and we'll see that he contacts you as soon as he gets in town. Something to acknowledge me makes all the difference in the world. No acknowledgement. And a lot of times because we may have bad information or uh, information that the customer does not want to hear, we'll delay getting back to them. But I'm telling you, that's the worst thing you can do because the issue could be very small. But because of the delay in responding to it, in that customer's mind, in that prospect's mind, the issue goes from being small to extremely large. So do what you say you're going to do. Follow up. It makes all the difference in the world. And another characteristic of the most successful sales professionals, they're optimistic. They're optimistic and they're resilient. Instead of, you know, looking at things as always bad, they try to see the positive. They try to see the possibilities in a tough situation. They don't look for the woe is me all the time. And it was interesting because I uh, go to my Facebook 
page, Time Manor Group Facebook page, because I always try to put motivational statements and sayings and quotes on the page just to keep you encouraged because it's critical that we stay encouraged, that we continue to try to see the positive in situations and not always the the bad things that, that are going on. But that was a quote that I put on a, a few weeks ago, and it said this, Dear optimist, pessimist, and realist, while you guys were busy arguing about the glass of water, I drank it. Sincerely, the opportunist. <laughs> the opportunist. So there's a benefit to being optimistic. A lot of people have what we call par- analysis paralysis. They're so focused on looking at how, what do I do? How do I do it? How do I, why did this happen? Sometimes it's just good to take action. So be an optimist. Don't always look at things as though it's bad. What I found in many cases, that causes me to be more creative. My best years as a company has been when the economy was the worst because I couldn't afford to sit there and wait for things to get better. I couldn't afford to wait for the turnaround. I had to look for opportunities in the times of trouble. But a lot of times, if we aren't careful, we'll have the tendency to sit in the storm waiting for the storm to be over. And I shared a story with you a long time ago that I'll share with you again. And it was about me and storms. At one time, I was driving through Orlando with my family on my way back home to Tampa. And we hit one of those no-name storms that we have a tendency to get all the time in the Tampa or the Florida area. So the storm was so bad that you you could not see 10 feet in front of your vehicle. Uh, It was just amazing. So the majority of people that were on the road with me, they pulled over because there was uncertainty ahead, because they couldn't see too far into the distant future, because there were unknowns, because there was doubt. The majority of the people on Interstate 4 decided to pull over to the side of the road and wait for the storm to be over. And I kept driving along with just a handful of other drivers. Needless to say, because the weather was so bad, I could not drive 70 miles per hour. I drove 7 miles per hour. I drove 10 miles per hour. But I kept the forward motion. And within a very short period of time, I would say within 10 minutes, I was out of the storm. The sky was beautiful, blue sky, white clouds, and the highway was wide open for me to get to my destination. But the question I ask is, why was the highway wide open? And the reason it was wide open was because everyone that could have potentially got in my way were back behind me sitting in the storm on the side of the road waiting for the storm to be over. And what I asked myself was, how many people live their lives like this, waiting for things to change, waiting for things to get better? So speaking of waiting for things, it's time for us to take our first break. And I want you to wait for me to come back, and we're going to continue to talk about storms, how to be more optimistic, how to be more resilient. So it's time for our first short break. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. I'm your host, Ty Maynard. Stay tuned. We'll talk to you on the other side of the break. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CIO Talk Radio, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experiences with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive. This means better care for customers and improves the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel, the bottom line in business talk. 
is your plan going? Could you use a little help on your path to success? Why not step up and play big? Join host Chris Ruisi for a show that will help you identify the possibilities that await you. Too many people succumb to just being average when they could be exceeding average without too much more effort. It's time for you to become exceptional. Raise the bar to your success. Basically, it's time for you to step up and play big. Join Chris Ruisi every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at tymaynergroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back from the break. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and the topic today is the keys to a successful sales career, business career, the keys to a successful life. That's the nice thing about the tips that we give you. They're applicable in every aspect of your life relationships, business, personal, professional, everything. But we were talking about literally driving through the storms and how to be more resilient. And as I mentioned before the break, I kept driving through a storm and I got out of it very quickly. And But my question was, the, the highway was wide open, but why was the highway wide open? And, and the answer is because everyone that could have potentially got in my way they were still sitting in the storm waiting for the circumstances to change. And I asked myself, how many people live their lives like that? Because there's doubt, because there's uncertainty, because there's fear. We sit on the side of the road of the highway of life waiting for our circumstances to change. And what I've realized is when we do that, we are in the storm longer. We are in the storm longer. So let's, let's get out of the storm. And what I want you to do is do some self-analysis right now. So I'm just going to ask you some questions that, and you can write these questions down because I want you to give it serious consideration because we have all types of storms in our lives, okay, in business. And there are going to always be storms because you're always in one segment. Either you just came out of a storm you're in that small segment in between storms where it's peaceful and it's nirvana and it's bliss, or you're in the storm or you're back, go on your way back into one. And you're going to have financial storms, you're going to have business storms, you're going to have uh, health storms, and how you handle one is how you handle all of them. It doesn't matter what category the storm falls in. So my first question to you is, how do I feel when I'm approaching a storm. That's what I want you to ask yourself. How do I feel when I, I, I'm approaching a storm? You know, uh, do you get anxious? Do you, are you filled with anxiety? Or do you realize the storm is coming and you just go ahead and prepare for it? Because not, not, nothing else is going to be beneficial but the preparation to, to, make, to make your way through the storm. The second question I have is, Am I willing to do what's uncomfortable? As I was driving through that storm, it was tense because I couldn't see that far. And most of us know if we're driving through a snowstorm or a rainstorm, thunderstorm, you have to focus a whole lot more to see just the five feet in front of you. It's really an intense situation. Now, it seems to be a whole lot more comfortable just to sit on the side of the road But guess what? You're not accomplishing anything there. Comfort is something that we have to risk. Success is at the end of your comfort zone. All right. So am I willing to do what is uncomfortable? And then my other question to you is, and I want you to evaluate this, is how do I react when things don't go as planned? 
one of the things I have learned is this. If something doesn't go the way I planned or wanted it to, I've learned to, to dance on my feet. I've learned to improvise, to overcome, and to adapt. And if you read about any person that has had sustained success, they improvise. They overcome. They adapt. They don't just turn around when they get to an obstacle. They figure out a way to go around it, over it, under it, and if necessary, through it. So how do I react when things don't go as planned? The next question I have for you is, which term best describes me in a storm? Tenacious or tentative? Which term best describes me in a storm? Tenacious? You know what? I'm going through it come hell or high water or tentative. I'm going to sit on the side of the road and wait for it to be over. So my question is, in answering those, and take your time and, and, and go back and answer, but, but question after you get to them, what, how did you find yourself? What are your tendencies? Are you, do you have the tendency to be a driver, someone that's going to keep it moving? And remember, we said success is the progressive realization of a worthy goal. Progressive does not mean big step, big strides. It could be, it could be the five miles per hour, the seven miles per hour, but eventually you will succeed. Or are you an idler? You're just going to park there and wait and just sit and wait your turn. And during the first break, me and my engineer, we were having to talk about this. He, he brought something to mind that I'll share with you because it's a great point. I can't tell you how many times that I am on, I'm in the right-hand lane on the interstate or on some road, and I can see it says that my, my lane is going to end in a 1,000 yards or a half a mile. And I'll see people automatically start getting over right then a mile or a half a mile before where the actual construction is going. And, and so many times I just keep skirting. I mean, I just keep, I'll go all the way up to the, to the front and then put my blanket on to get in. And believe it or not, 99, well, really 100% of the time, somebody lets me in. So where's your mindset are you the type that as soon as you see the sign, you're just going to pull over and wait an extra 20 minutes? Or are you the one that's willing to take the risk and keep moving in that fast lane until you get to the point where there is an obstacle and then you pull over and get in line? You can save yourself a whole lot of time. So I want to give you some guidelines because the storm is coming. They are always coming. First rule is, Stay calm. I remember that, that old right guard commercial, and they said, never let them see you sweat. Stay calm, all right? And be like the duck. The duck looks so calm up on top of the surface of the water, but he's paddling like crazy <laughs> under the water. That's how we have to be. Never let them see you sweat. Give yourself time to think about what your next step is going to be. And don't follow the crowd because the crowd is normally acting based on emotion. All right? Not logic. Okay, number two, focus on your destination. Too many times we become so enthralled with what's happening around us, we lose sight of what, where we're trying to go. And that should always be the focus. What's your destination? Number three, control your fear. Control your fear. Anytime that, that there's uncertainty, fear, doubt, disbelief, they try to creep in. And fear, doubt, disbelief, they're cousins. They're kissing cousins and they want to take up refuge. They want to take up residence in your brain. And those three cousins will paralyze you. So control the fear. Keep moving forward even if it's in tiny steps. And the majority of things that we are fearful of don't happen in our lives. As a matter of fact, research identified, I think it was like 97% of the things that we are afraid of, we are fearful of, 97% of them don't happen. 
and the other 3% that do happen, worrying about it or being fearful was not going to change the outcome. And as we said, I said earlier, don't follow the crowd. When I was studying investing uh, and I was studying, I'm like, okay, if I want to be wealthy, I need to study people who are wealthy because they already have the formula, but not only do they have the formula, they have been working the formula and we can see the results in their lives. So I started following Warren Buffett. I mean, he's a billionaire. I mean, if I'm going to study somebody who's successful, I think it might be a good idea to study a billionaire. If I want to study someone who's been successful in stocks, I think he would be the, he would be the guy. They call him the, or, the oracle of the stock market. And one of the things he said that he does is he says he never follows the crowd. Because the crowd is making emotional decisions. And one of the things he said that was really helpful to me in the stock market was he said is this. He said when people are fearful in selling, I get greedy and buy. That's normally when prices are the lowest. And then he said when people are greedy and buying, I get fearful and I sell. That's normally when prices are the highest. So, I mean... Don't follow the crowd because the crowd is normally doing things based on emotion. All right. And, and, and another thing I want to talk about on how to get through the storms, because this is what the most successful sales professionals do. They're going to be droughts, sales droughts. They happen. But the things that you know that will make you successful, those are things that you have to keep doing. Or if it's no longer working, identify what is working. All right, so there's going to be, and you're going to get tired at times, so slow down. If things, if, if you get fatigued, slow down if necessary, but never, ever stop. Never, ever stop. You know, if, if you're going through a rough period, and then let's face it, life happens to us, and it may have nothing to do with professional. It could be a relationship issue that you're having that may be causing you to be somewhat distracted. It could be the loss of a loved one. It could be your own health problems or health issues. It happens to everyone. Slow down, but don't stop. Maybe you can't make the, the 50 calls uh, on the phone that you were doing, but you can still make 15. You can still make 20. Keep it moving forward. Keep it moving forward. Well, it's time for us to take another short break. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. I'm your host, Ty Maynard, on the Voice America Business Channel. Stay tuned. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Do you, like most Americans, spend the majority of your life at work? Are you making it the joy that it deserves to be, or are you feeling drained and unfocused? Tune in to A Great Place to Work with hosts Kurt Kaufman and Dr. Kathy Sorensen. Your hosts have more than 30 years of experience in workplace consulting and are ready to bring you the secrets and success stories of businesses who are making their business a great place to work. Listen every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and enjoy a better workplace and a better life. What does a visual workplace mean to you? How does it contribute to operational excellence? And what steps do you take to put it powerfully in place? Listen to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense to find out. Each week, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, shares tools and strategies to help you make the workplace speak at a glance without saying a word. Learn to work safer, faster, better, and at far less cost no matter what business you're in. Tune in to The Visual Workplace every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something 
If you want to reach Ty Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at TyMaynerGroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R Group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. I am your host, Ty Maynard. Our topic today is the keys to a successful sales career. I could also name it the keys to a successful business career. I could also name it the keys to a successful life because these things will help you to be successful in all aspects, all areas of your being. All right, so we've talked about some of the characteristics of personality traits the most successful salespeople embody. They're energetic. We talked about how to become more energetic. We talked about the importance of follow-through. We talked about being optimistic and being resilient. The other thing now we need to talk about is being assertive. The most successful salespeople are able to be assertive. They're not fearful. They don't become timid when they're around powerful people or when they're in front of top-level executives. And I've done enough shows on this to let that you know my mindset on that already. We have a tendency to take the path of least resistance if left to our own devices. We would much rather call on a lower-level contact, someone that's easier to get in to see, versus someone that may be the CEO of the company, and it's going to be a challenge, and we need to have our act together. And as you've heard me say before, the sales cycle is exponentially shorter, and the margins are higher, and so is the profitability when we start at the top. So we have to be more assertive. We have to be more willing to take no's. We have to be willing to to take action, even though it may feel uncomfortable. And as I've said before, high-level executives are some of the nicest people I run into, I talk to on a regular basis. They have exceptional people skills, and they have to because they're running large organizations. They have employees that their primary goal is to get the best and the most out of them every day. So they understand the importance of handling human relations well. They just don't want you to waste their time, all right? So another thing is in being assertive, not only do we need to be willing to reach out to these individuals, we need to be willing to push back with these individuals. And they won't get upset. They appreciate it. They appreciate that courteous determination. Ah, That's what I call it, courteous determination. They appreciate that tenacity. And I've shared so many different examples and stories with you over my time on the radio that it has to be, you got to know I'm not making it up. I've had top executives on the show that share with you firsthand that tenacity, that assertiveness gets their attention. That's how they got to where they are in life. So when they see that trait in somebody else, it's not something that irritates them or annoys them. It's something that they appreciate, that they like. As we said on the show, I was, when I had Joe on the show last week, we talked about people like people who are like them. People like people who are like them. And successful people are assertive. So that when they see that trait in you, they'll appreciate it. I'll share an example with you. This, is, this may sound crazy, and some of you say, Ty, you, you've lost your mind now. But let's talk about the outcome afterwards. I was pursuing this company uh, several years ago, and I was working with the president of the company. And he finally realized if somebody doesn't do something soon, it looks like somebody's going to have to buy something, main, namely him. <laughs> because I asked all of the right questions. He gave me all of the right information. And now I'm showing him that truly he has a need and my products and services will meet that need. But he was, for whatever reason, not in the, in the frame of mind where he wanted to spend money. So he, I had a meeting with him, and he said, Ty, I appreciate you. Uh, 
coming in today. But you know what? I don't think we're going to move forward at this point. But thank you for your time and your efforts. And I said to him, I said, well, Mr. Jackson, I, I, I can appreciate what you're saying. It's just that you've given me so much information. And I feel so confident that we can help you in, 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 in a multitude of areas. With all due respect, sir, I feel the need to proceed forward with this. And he looked at me kind of shocked. And his father was the chairman of the company. And he said, are you trying to tell me that you're going to talk to my father? And he said, well, Ty, why don't you do that? He said, go ahead. And my father will kick you out just like I'm about to. And I said, well, Mr. Jackson, I'm really sorry you feel that way. And again, with all due respect, I will proceed. So I called and got a, an appointment with his father, who was a chairman, showed him the numbers and showed how we could reduce their costs tremendously in a lot of different areas. And his father saw the value and consented to purchase my products and services and do business with me. I saw the president, his son, uh, six, eight weeks later, and he called me into his office. And he said, I got to tell you, Ty, he said, I never ever expected you to be able to sell or close my dad. And he said, really and truly, he said, I'm glad you did. And then there was someone walking down the, down the corridor, one of their sales professionals, and he called him. He said, come on in here for a second. He said, let me show you a real salesperson. He said, this guy was trying to sell us something, and I, for whatever reason, I didn't want to spend the money at the time, and I told him we weren't interested, but he was so convicted and committed to our success that he went above me to my dad. And my dad saw the value and purchased from him. And that's why you're sitting in what you're sitting in today. So he was not angry at me. He respected me. And that's what I want to tell you today. I want you to push the envelope a little bit. First of all, I was not trying to sell him for selfish reasons. As I've said before on many of the shows, the only way I make a dollar is if I make a difference. So my primary focus is to make a difference and then the dollars flow. And if you have the same mindset, then you will be able to have the conviction to push a little harder for the benefit of the customer, for the benefit of the customer. So we, the most successful sales professionals uh, – the most successful people in life, the most successful business owners are assertive. And I call that courteous determination. Another characteristic we'll find with the most successful salespeople also basically is the fact that they are social. And as you've heard us say in, in other programs, it really does not pay to be a well-kept secret. If you're going to be successful in what we do, you have to have exposure. You have to get out and meet people. You have to call on people that you may not be the most comfortable with. You know, and we've talked about that when we're talking about selling to individuals personal needs. If you haven't listened to that show, go back a few shows and it was one on how to identify and sell to personal needs. It's not about us trying to find people that we like and we would be comfortable with and being in their presence. It's about us trying to identify the type of individual that person is that we're calling on and selling to that, that particular type of individual, selling to their personal needs, whether it's power, achievement, uh, recognition, affiliation, safety, order. We talked about all of those things. So basically what we have to do we literally have to become a chameleon. We have to adapt to the other people instead of trying to find people who can adapt to us. All right? And one of the best ways to be considered a great conversationalist is to let other people talk about themselves. Be prepared to ask a, a, a litany of questions about them. Let them brag on themselves. Let them talk about their company. Let them talk about their vision. Let them talk about the ideal clients that they're always looking for. 
which you may know some, once they tell you what their client base, their ideal client base looks like. Let them talk about their recreations and how good they are in golf, you know? So they will walk away thinking, oh my gosh, I really enjoyed talking to her. Wow, that was really cool. But guess what? All you did was you let them talk about themselves. And I talk about that in detail in one of the other shows on networking. I think it was it was a show from last month. So that's what we have to be. We have to be social. And it's not a nicety. It's a necessity. We have to get exposure. We have to get in front of people. We have to get in front of people that we can help in some way. And we the focus is always in a social climate to bring value. Help them first. And then people will automatically want to help you. And, and that may even look like utilizing your services, buying your products. The other aspect we need to make sure that we're clear on as far as being necessary to be consistently successful is the ability to be expressive, to be expressive. People like it when we are passionate about what we do. When we are giving presentations and they can feel the excitement, they can feel the passion behind our concern for their needs and our passion about our products or services. We're going to continue to talk about this when we come back. It's time for us to take our final break. And as you hear me say every week, this is the fastest hour of the week while you're being mainerized. So stay tuned. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. I am your host, Ty Maynor, and we'll talk to you after the break. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. What does conscious leadership mean to you? It unites organizations instead of dividing them. By exploring commonly based business challenges, it guarantees an increase in your bottom line. Tune in to Minding Our Business, Creating a Spiritual Economy with your host, Nadine Rogers. Each week, we'll hear from business leaders and learn from their strategies. We'll talk about personal and organizational best practices that you can learn from, and we'll hear from you. Minding Our Business airs live Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Business. The way we do banking today continues to evolve. No longer is it just brick-and-mortar locations or traditional bankers' hours. Today, banking is 24-7. It's in the home. It's on the go. It's digital. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how traditional banking as we know it has changed due to a loss of trust, changing economic conditions and consumer behavior, government involvement, and, of course, technology. What does it all mean? Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at tymaynergroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. I'm your host, Ty Maynard, and our topic today is the keys to a successful sales career. How can we consistently be successful in sales, 
business, and even life. And as we say, the, the skill sets and the, and the soft skills that we teach you are transferable to other categories and aspects of your life. So we were talking about being expressive. And it's critical that whatever you're talking about, that you're passionate about. As a matter of fact, if you don't have passion about whatever it is you're doing, you may want to consider looking at other alternatives because it comes across, whether you're excited or not, it comes across. I am excited about making a difference in the lives of other people and having an impact, not just making an impression, helping, not trying to hoard. So as a result, when I talk to people, it comes out. It comes out. I won a, an opportunity uh, last year. Uh, I was in Costa Rica doing some work, and there was another big IT company that heard the people coming out of my class, and they were saying such great things about the class that the executive, he came up to me, and he said, well, you know, wow. He said, man, everybody's really excited about what they're learning in your class. He said, but come on, really, sales is sales. You know, sales training is sales training. So what makes yours so different? I say, well, I can't. All I can say is, with the other training courses that you get, that or that you may be able to acquire, you don't get me. And he just looked at me, and I said, because I am not just teaching them skills. I say I'm really passionate about what I'm teaching them and their success. So I'm able to inspire them to want to act on what they're learning instead of just giving them some information that they may apply, may not apply. If I can inspire them, if I can get them to want to take action, you're going to get a quicker and a bigger return on your investment for training. And after that meeting, a week later, this new company hired me. And it was because I was expressive. It was because that executive was able to see my passion. And any leader, anytime you're going to accomplish something, you want to get people to, to take hold of what you are talking about, you have to be able to paint a picture that's so clear, that's so vivid, that they can see it themselves and then they want to embrace it. So the most successful sales professionals as well are expressive. I don't mean over the top. As a matter of fact, the rule that I've shared with you in the past is your level of enthusiasm should be one step above where your audience is. Not exponentially like they're on the floor, they're dragging the floor and you're dancing on the roof, but one step above, okay? If they're on the the floor, then maybe you should be on the footstool of your chair. If they're on the seat of your chair, then maybe you should be on the armrest of your chair. If they're on the roof, then you have to be on the ceiling. Not exponentially above, but one level above. But some of you probably saying, well, Ty, but that's just not who I am. If my client is really excited, I just can't go there with them. Then you probably will not win that opportunity. But keep in mind, whenever we're in front of our audience, it's showtime. It's not about you. It's not about who, what you like or prefer. Because left to my own devices, I'm okay being alone. I'm, I can be somewhat... Uh, introspective but you would not know that if you saw me in front of an audience you would not know that on the radio show okay so we have to be expressive we have to convey our thoughts and feelings in a way that other people can picture it can see it and then they also want to embrace it so that's what we're talking about those are some of the characteristics and another characteristic is serious minded Okay, now, when I say serious-minded, we have to understand that we're conducting business. And I don't, I'm not saying you don't tell jokes, you don't have a good sense of humor, but I am saying that you have to have the appropriate type of humor. Uh, you have to sometimes check your brain <laughs> before you say things that may not be appropriate for your audience or the timing may not be right. So be, be professional but also have humor at the appropriate time. And some people are just too fun-loving. too ser- uh, They aren't serious-minded enough. 
And one of the things that we have to establish when we first meet a client, we, we've talked about that, which is uh, establishing rapport. You have to find some common ground with your client. But the meeting can't just be about the common ground. It can't be the fact that you both are Gator fans. You, if you ask for 30 minutes of this person's time, somewhere very quickly you need to show value. You need to show how you can assist them in accomplishing their goals now and long term. You cannot just talk about the Gators or who won the March Madness, the finals, for the 30 minutes. They're going to like you, but they're not going to allow you back in their office. They're going to say, wow, she's a really nice lady or he's a really nice guy, but I really didn't get any value. So, no, you will not, they will not see you again. So, quickly establish rapport. And then get to business. Thanks again, Mr. Johnson, for seeing me today. As I mentioned on the telephone, I represent an amazing company called Tymana Group. And our primary focus is to help our clients, much like you, improve their profitability by enhancing the performance of their salespeople. And we do that by the training that we provide to them as well as the ongoing development. So now I'm, I'm into the business mode. I can't talk sports, hunting, fishing. For an excessive period of time, you talk it long enough to get the person to the point where they are ready to talk business with you. They now have a comfort level with you. And I have so much I want to talk about. It looks like we're going to have to continue this particular segment on the keys to a successful sales career. Uh, But thanks again for listening. Do me a favor. If you like what you're getting here, go to my Facebook page, Time Ain't a Great Group. Time Ain't a Group Facebook and like us. That's all we're asking. If you like what you're getting here and we're growing by leaps and bounds every month, so I thank you. Continue to get the word out about the show. Our goal is to help you. And if you like what I'm teaching, what I'm providing, and you see the value and you want to take your profession to the next level and you're looking for coaching, I have a litany of business owners and sales professionals that this year is going to be their best year. That's because they were willing to invest in themselves. And I'm asking you to be willing to do the exact same thing. What got you here won't get you where you want to go. You're going to have to invest in yourself. So give us a call. Give us a call or contact me on my through my email. Email is ty, T-Y-E, at T-Y-E. Mainer, M-A-N-E-R, group.com. Ty at TyMainerGroup.com. And, and we'll schedule a time to talk. Or you can give me a call at 866-605-1040. All right? But our time is up. Thanks again for listening. We look forward to talking to you next week and continuing to provide information that's going to help you in your quest to be the best. In the meantime, forget patience. Let's sell something. Talk to you soon. Thanks again for tuning in to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. Ty Maynard will be back next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We look forward to you joining us then. In the meantime, forget patience. Let's sell something. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.